G'day everyone, welcome to The Dan Show on Slice Radio, big episode number 11. On this episode, if you're listening live from sliceradio.com.au or associated apps, you're going to hear a lot of great new music, as well as two fantastic interviews. If you're listening on the podcast, you're going to hear two fantastic interviews, so I guess it's all good. My first interview is with Dave Schunker. He is the co-star of the podcast Stop Podcasting Yourself, as well as This Sounds Serious. He's a fantastic guy. It was a really awesome chat, and I know you're going to love it. Then after another whack of new music, we're going to have a chat with Nick Turner. He's a stand-up comedian and podcaster. His podcast is Get Rich Nick. It's a fun adventure to listen to. I highly recommend it. Here's a few cool songs and then we'll go into our chat with Dave Shumka. Because I'm recording, I'm going to say we've got uh, podcasting and Canadian comedy legend Dave Shumka here with us. Hello. Uh, wow, you've got the brand right up there, sure. Yes, I do. Yes. You got it. You got to have your sponsors uh, showing at all times. Um, for people just, just listening on the podcast, Dave's got a very large microphone in front of his face, and so have I. Yes. Uh, mine's a Shure SM7B, oh. if anyone's counting at home tearing up a little bit it's just it's launched so many podcasts isn't it i uh my friend had to go buy one uh and he went to the music store and he went to buy it and he said i'm looking for a sure sm7b and the person said let me guess joe rogan told you to buy this oh that shop assistant is an a-hole that's like (laughs) you can't pod shame people like that yeah but I think, I think every uh, music store employee has a little of that attitude. Oh, yes, absolutely they do. Even when you're trying to buy you know, something good and legitimate. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, God, you want a 68 SG? <laughs> That's, uh, I mean, I don't know that much about guitars, but I'm sure they were making them in 68. 68 yeah, SG, probably. oh, that's a newbie guitar. Of yeah. It, it will be $7,500. <laughs> So we've got uh, Dave Schumke here from Stop Podcasting Yourself. We'll just boringly regale you with how fantastic it is that you've managed to keep the show going for 13 years. Unlucky for some. Yeah, That's I guess. Lucky for us. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, co-host Graham Clark, uh, not with us, but with us in spirit. Um, 688 eps. Can you just give us the... Uh, you know, the short version of why you started up, because you were two years ahead of me even thinking about starting a podcast. So. <laughs> uh, well, in 2008, we started, yeah. And yeah. we uh, it was just such a low bar to entry. I had started listening to podcasts. The first podcasts I listened to were the Ricky Gervais show, Never Not Funny, and Jordan Jesse Go, and actually a bunch of like, Lost. The TV show Lost had a bunch of uh, like fan podcasts, and I thought, well, this is uh, I I really enjoy listening to these things, and they there's no one stopping me from making one, especially the comedy ones that are just comedians sitting around and talking. I 
was doing stand-up comedy then, and I had friends, and I was like, I have a bunch of funny friends, and we could get together, and we make each other laugh without microphones around. What if we recorded it? And so that's uh, that's how we started, and we... I think we've missed two weeks in the in the 690 weeks since then. Let's talk about monetization, which I guess came several years in, didn't it? Yeah, I, I we, with uh, you know joining up with uh, Jesse Thorne and the Maximum Fun Podcast Network, he told me that you guys were the the germ of the genesis, sort of behind the his whole. Uh, Network. Oh. Has he ever well, told think, you that? No, he hasn't. I think he oh, owes you me know, a bit more money. That's right. I'm just rubbing my fingers together in the uh, universal gesture for more money, please. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, he asked us to join Maximum Fun in 20, I don't even know, 11, 12. Yeah. And it was, I, we were the first outside podcast to join his network and it there wasn't much monetization <laughs> there still isn't compared to other shows but back then it was like it would maybe <laughs> cover our costs but uh now it's like hey i could do this i could make a podcast and still keep another job <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's it's uh we're not like doing great but we have no complaints given the, uh, you know, the size of our audience. I think it was Paul F. Tompkins that first brought me to stop podcasting yourself. He just mentioned, I think he just mentioned that, you know, he'd been on because he goes on lots of podcasts. Is, do you think Paul F. is one of your most most legendary guests? Yeah, definitely. We, mm. I don't really look at our download numbers very much anymore, but like he's the one, like there was a while where like he he had been on five times and they were our five most downloaded episodes um but yeah he's great he's so uh funny and so generous because like when we started the show i think we first had him on our podcast as a live episode he had never met us never heard of us but we he he was in vancouver for the vancouver comedy festival and so we just asked the festival to book him on a live show he was great on it and it was so kind to us and has always uh, com- comes back on the show every time he's in town. And now with uh, the COVID uh, stopping everyone from traveling, he comes on with with his Zoom. Absolutely. Was that the first time that you got that feeling all broadcasters get of, I shouldn't be talking to this person? <laughs> You know, they're, 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 they're so much more famous than me. Yeah. Well, was that the first time? It wouldn't have been the last. <laughs> no, I don't know. We don't get, like, the, it, it's odd. I don't get that feeling. Oh, okay, because right. n- normally to record the show, we have someone over to my basement. So the fact that I've already gotten them in my house, like, it's kind of, uh, you know, you get over a lot of the imposter syndrome <laughs> there. <laughs> so, but, yeah, like... We hear no a lot, sure, from people who who actually are. We, I am too famous to be on your podcast. Yeah, sure. Uh, but we uh, no. Once some once someone says yes, I we're in. So, are you actively trying to promote Canadian comedy and Canadian comedians? Um, no, that's. I mean, I guess like it's that's sort of a happy byproduct of the show. The show is really just us trying to get together with our friends, make new friends, and 
you know, hang out with funny people. We don't need to have the most famous guests to, to make an entertaining show. We need to have people who are fun and funny. And the fact is we 90% of the people in our circles are Canadian comedians. So uh, it, it's a happy accident that, you know, we, we generally get our guests locally, but have listeners around the world. So, so you know, super funny Canadians manage to, uh, I don't know if they are able to like get a large audience outside of the country <laughs> through our show, but hmm. they're definitely, uh, we're exposing people around the world to some super funny Canadians. I'll say, I mean, I've met so many, I think I'm only three years in we stop podcasting yourself, but so many fun times together. And I always love when I see that it's um, plopped into my feed there. And I think, oh, lovely. I'll often stop what I'm listening to and, and switch over to a, you know, an SPY episode and say, um, enough about Gregorian chants, you know, if I, yeah, because I listen to a lot of BBC podcasts. Sure. Um, I just listen to Gregorian chant podcast. <laughs> well, you know, by the way, BBC pod, uh, BBC podcasts are uh, fantastic. There's lots of good stuff there. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, and think, you know, it's it's time to spend some time with uh, Graham and Dave and uh, have Yeah, a I'm that way with when I, uh, one of my, when my favorite shows come out, I'm like, ugh, how, how, like, it's weird. I love listening to podcasts, but sometimes, like, if I'm, you know, you get, if you fall behind and you have a bunch that you haven't listened to yet, it feels a little bit like homework and you're like, okay, I just got to get th through these ones. And then an, one of your favorites comes up and you're like, okay, well, I can skip these and I'll, I'll revisit them later. But I'm I'm totally that way when my favorite shows come out. And they all seem to come out on like Mondays and Thursdays. Mondays, Thursdays, yeah. Not too much on Sunday afternoons. Sometimes I'm scratching around uh, waiting for America and, and and Canada and uh, and the UK to wake up, and, yeah, I you bet. know, and send me their podcast. I mean, it's not <laughs> it's not a gripe, it's a little bit of a whinge, uh, not too much. Um, so finishing off our you know uh, our uh, talking about SPY is, is that Maximum Fun have the Max Fun Drive every year, and it's just finished, but it's not too late to become a member, is it, Dave? Oh yeah, that's true. If you uh, if you have listened to our show before you can always become a member our show is 100 percent listener supported we don't do ads anymore we just uh, ask people for money <laughs> <laughs> and we're actually we're doing more bonus episodes so if you if uh if you already look if you're someone who's just discovering me for the first time absolutely you should give me five dollars a month but if you <laughs> Um, no, if you're a fan of the show already, then yeah, if, if you give $5 a month, you get a bunch of bonus episodes and we, we're going to release them throughout the year now, instead of doing one a year, Graham and I, we just recorded one yesterday. We're going to try to do them a couple times a month and really give people some bang for their buck. Fantastic. And after Jesse's cravat, uh, allowance and, uh, and, and, you know, and silk shoe, allowances coming out of that you know it trickles down to you guys doesn't it yes uh, exactly he's a very fancy man isn't he <laughs> he's a very lovely man i know that much so we're still in the commonwealth of nations canada yes, we are. and i 
Uh, we're very happy to be there. I can tell by the look on your face. <laughs> I mean, I the Queen's picture is still on all my coins. Uh, Queen and um, uh, the Duke of Edinburgh, you know, sa you know, sadly gone departed, too soon. Yeah. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> um, so Canada have got some things the same and some things different. I thought, you know, let's have a Canada, not the Australia, you know, mm -hmm. because you'll 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 trounce us with your superior military force. Uh, <laughs> both, you know, so that's that's something we've got in common. Probably both not anywhere near big enough to defend our public would you agree <laughs> no we uh tend, tend to hide behind america for all that so uh, i think there's a so there's a big mall in canada called the west edmonton mall a shopping mall and it uh they have a, a giant swimming pool and you know roller coasters and stuff and i believe it has two submarines and there was a joke for a while that it, it has more submarines than the canadian military <laughs> We're both big countries. You're bigger than us, so we've got that in common. Mm -hmm. We've both got small comedy scenes that you can't possibly make money uh, a living out of. Sure, we've got, we've got that going. The same, but what do you think? What do you think we've got different? Because I don't know that much about Canadian culture. I guess you don't know that much about Australian culture, or do you? Um, you know what? It's weird. Like it is to me. I'm embarrassed because it's such, uh, like I've heard of, uh, you know, all the like major cities, but I could not place, you know, any of, uh, your cities on a map. I have a, I, I work with a, a woman from Australia and I want to say she's from Melbourne, but <laughs> it might be Sydney. That's in the South. Sure. Uh, in a state of state of Victoria, they've just gone yeah, into, but it's, a, into a, it's in, mm. it, it, upside down. So I, for you, it's the north. <laughs> yeah, that's not how north and south works. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure our south is your north. Okay. Yes, and our toilets splash up our bottoms, <laughs> um, which it's a whole thing. Yeah, I bet. Uh, yeah, it sounds great. It's so hard when you're sitting on an upside down toilet to. <laughs> get it working you got it but you got it you guys figured it out we figured it out somehow you know do, do you still feel a kinship as a canadian with the commonwealth or is it just really silly now like, um the commonwealth like i don't know i i wonder if the commonwealth has anything to do with it or if it's just like the english language like yeah. the fact that you can get exposed to culture from from australia and new zealand and britain and south africa and just places where they actually speak english as opposed to you know, uh, us all being under the same, you know, flag of the same queen. If Mike Myers is anything to go by, every single Canadian loves uh, UK sitcoms. Uh, mm -hmm. Does does the BBC still loom pretty large in Canadian culture for uh, people your age and maybe mm -hmm. maybe older, maybe a bit younger? Maybe it does for older people. I think. Yeah, I don't think any. T TV network, <laughs> it matters to younger people. They mm. they can just download it or stream it. But yeah, like growing up, I think we CBC would show what was the is the uh, maybe they still do Coronation Street mm. on afternoons. But I never watched it because it's a soap opera, and I never <laughs> had any interest in that. Yeah, no, like I uh, 
I love uh, whatever whatever uh, crosses my path. I have no time to watch TV anymore, though, so it's like, yeah. Uh, uh, but I was thinking maybe stuff like um, Faulty Towers. Uh, oh, the sure, o- yeah. The, the Office, um, Monty Python. Yeah, all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's funny. We, on our show, we kind of like, uh, make fun of Mr. Bean, but Mr. Bean rules. <laughs> oh, I don't know where I don't know what you could make fun of. I mean, sure, I it's mean, it's gentle comedy, but it's also yeah. genius comedy. <laughs> it's so yeah, it's so great. I'm not sure exactly what we make fun of, but just that whole just like the idea of that genre of just a silent man. But he's basically a mime. We're, we're, it's a mime with a turkey on his head. Yeah, I know, but when he does talk, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he, I, he's got a d- funny what does he say? Head. He says, uh, what's your name? And he'll say, Bean. That's and that's true. quite funny. <laughs> that's good. When you've not heard anything for seven minutes and you just hear, Bean. <laughs> no, he's great. Mr. Bean rules. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I feel so forced you into saying that. No, no, I I brought him up. Look, I don't want us to fall out over Mr. Bean of all. No, of no, all, it's uh... of all things. What's it like? Uh, I know you live in a big city, but what's it like living in a country where bears roam the, the woods? Bears. Uh, what does yeah. a bear mean to you? I, it means they mean you stay away from them. Mm. Uh, but I, I think the only time I've ever seen one in. Uh, person or in bear was it was a black bear and it was wandering through this uh it, we we my family rented a house in the mountains and the bear was just wandering through uh and i was there with like all my brothers and sisters and their kids and so it was like everyone get in the house close the doors and the bear didn't care about us and uh black bears aren't i don't think they're as big and dangerous as grizzly bears no. which we have out here but um you still, we still had to hide away. It was, it was like the most exciting thing that <laughs> happened that whole trip, <laughs> like <laughs> watching a bear through a window. Right now, something very exciting is happening outside my window. The house right next door to mine is being demolished. Oh, wow. And so there is just a, like a, an excavator. Just, just knocking tearing. stuff over. And he's, the guy is so good. I'm oh, watching the guy do it because he's got to like keep it. It, it can't spill over into the neighbor's yard and he's just knocking it down right towards the middle and then just smashing the stuff that it's, I, it, it's, I think I would like to do this for a living. <laughs> Have you seen where they put the excavators on top of the buildings and then bring the, the like the skyscrapers down? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Have with the like, that? with the controlled yeah. explosions. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. They, they bring it down with the excavator. So they somehow airlift an excavator onto a building and then mm-hmm. they bring the building down with the excavator sitting on top of it. I was and does watching the it the other day. Does the excavator driver die? <laughs> no, they just bring it down one floor at a time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, anyway. sure. That, that, that sounds better. Those guys rule. I mean, yeah. late, you know, guys using the um, non-gender sure. term. Yeah. Now, I was going to ask you one more Canadian question, but now it's, fl- it's flown out of my oh, brain. I'm sorry. Was it bears? Was it about bears? It wasn't about bears, but I often think about bears and think about how terrified I'd be just taking a walk. What's terrifying in um, Australia? Dingoes? No. They're just like dogs. 
uh, okay. you know, so the but they're wild dogs, so they're even yeah. they're they're less scary than your neighbor's dog. Okay, uh, because they're scared of you. I suppose you know we've got a lot of bitey, bitey, stingy things. Yeah, um, snakes and spideys. Yeah, so on the coast would be a blue ringed octopus. Um, uh, they're rare, but I mean you you might have twenty minutes to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a funnel web spider. They're very ex- their range is very extensive. Um, you may have twenty minutes to live with uh-huh. with that one, but you may live. Well, what do they do? They bite you. Both these things. Yeah, yeah. And the, then the, the octopus the, bites you. Yeah, biting what does the octopus up? care. Well, it doesn't care. It only cares that you've you know disturbed you've it from its it? home yeah. and lifted lifted up and caught. Look, at yeah, look, Daddy, an octopus. <laughs> they they don't like that. Sure, Just, I get uh, it. Know, that's what that octopus teaches you. <laughs> that's your in, octopus in teacher. That, yeah, my octopus teacher. Well, we should mention. Um, y- you know, you finally talked to Auntie Donahue, or have you talked to her before? No, we talked to her. Yeah, just a few yeah. months ago for the first time. Do you know yeah, her? She, yeah, she's um, Slice Radio alumni. Uh, back in about 2012, uh, it was Ann, we kicked off Anne's second podcast called mm. Bevs with Anne. I think that yes. ran for about two years. And um, I don't know, oh, through the best show. You know the best show, right? With Tom yeah. Sharpling. Yeah. Yeah, we discovered Anne. Uh, through that and um, got going with a show with her all those years ago. And she eventually became too famous for us. But, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. She had Bev's with Anne and someone else too, wasn't it? Was that, what was her first show? S Girls Say. I don't swear as a broadcaster, but it's oh, S, it's S sure. I think it's S Girls Say. Got it. Is that got coming it. up? Oh, you're probably searching. Yeah, no, I was. Um, searching Funnel yeah. Web Spiders. I felt, no. <laughs> I felt like there was she had a co-host for Bev's, but I might have been wrong. That might have been no. Bev, Bev's was a solo um, musings and thoughts. It was and Bev's, Bev's, yeah, yeah, and um, she really enjoyed that. Well, we should let Dave get on with his day. Um, yeah, I got to watch this house get knocked down. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, I don't think we've proved anything Canada v. Australia today, but we've found out more about Stop Podcasting Yourself. Any other projects of note that you want to mention? Uh, I also write a a show called This Sounds Serious, which is a a fake uh, true crime show about fake murders and fake con men. uh, uh, It's all scripted, but we, we do our best to make it sound as authentic as possible, and we... We fooled quite a few people. We weren't trying to necessarily fool people, but uh, we we just wanted to make a show that sounded like a real documentary. So this sounds serious. Is um, uh, I like it a lot. Here it is. I, I've been hearing about this for a while, and I should I should get onto this puppy. Yeah, if you like uh, Kelly and Kelly, that's not you, is it? That's me. That's is my. That you? Uh, yeah, it's a company okay. I work with. All right, day job. We hear about your day job on Stop Podcasting Yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, not so much since COVID times. No, I don't go anywhere anymore. <laughs> it always sounds interesting. Look, I'm subscribed. You can, can you see that? Um, I did all it. right, yeah. I'm now Team Kelly and Kelly. I'd say start start season one, episode one. That's uh, that's where I recommend. Start, start with the first episode. Good note. <laughs> Good note, Dave. This sounds serious. The case of Daniel Bronstadt. Is that it? 
That's it. Bam. Uh, without joking around, get on if you're interested in having a fun time. Canadian comedy, not just Canadian comedy, but you know, we meet a lot of Canadians on Stop Podcasting Yourself. I would subscribe. I'd go over to maxfun.org. You know, if you love the show, why not chuck a couple of bucks at um, at Dave and Graham? How's Graham doing? Boy, he is. He's on life support. But he'll make the. We got to record an episode tonight, so I'll I'll pull the plug. He'll he'll come back to life, I'm sure. Lovely. Thank you so much, Dave Shumka. Thank you. Comedian Nick Turner's here. Hooray! There's the jazz hands. <laughs> Nick's got a fantastic podcast. I didn't think it was going to be fantastic. I heard the ads. Uh, way back when he was with E. Wolf, and we will talk about that. And the ads kept coming up, Get Rich Nick, Get Rich Nick, with Nick Turner and Nick Vatterot. And I thought, you know, these seem like New York guys. I know you are a bit. Yeah, but are the Nick not so much, right? Or yes? No, I mean, he. we met in New York. He was in New York uh, okay. for, for a good amount of time, but he also spent a good amount of time in Chicago. Yes. So he's got a lot of Chicago allegiances. And this is where I make some enemies, and I thought, Nick, New York-based podcasting, not as good as LA-based podcasting in, in my mind. And I thought, oh, isn't, maybe this isn't for me, and I thought, this sounds intriguing. I've got to check it out. Anyway, huge fan. <laughs> Long story yeah, I short. agree about LA, New York, which is why our podcast is in LA. <laughs> yes, it certainly is. Explain to us uh, the concept of Get Rich Nick. Every week, we try a different way to make money quickly. Um, it's a it's a pun on get rich quick, and I'm not sure that's very obvious <laughs> to most people. Uh, I feel like most of the time it has to be explained, but uh, it has turned into a podcast where we don't always try the thing anymore because uh, it was completely unsustainable as a weekly show. But certainly in the beginning, we were like recording, you know, uh, intros and then going out and doing things, trying to make money, then coming back and talking about our experience. And uh, now we certainly do that, but just like like half the episodes and some, but we also just talk to people about interesting ways they make money now that we don't necessarily do, especially during uh, quarantine, everything became much harder to do. The amount of effort you put into the rental scooters uh, episodes yeah. Oh, wow. I felt sorry for you, even though I knew that you'd elected to do this task. <laughs> I thought, man, this guy's scraping his shins. He's busting up his car. Oh, and, yeah. Back uh, to myself. That was, uh, that was a crazy one. But I guess the public responded pretty well to this big effort. Yeah, I think that uh, there's not a lot of that. And when we tell people how much effort we do put into a show, I think... At first, most people think we're kidding. Hmm. And then after a while, they're like, oh, you really do that. And then, then they say it's a bad idea. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, though. It's a great idea. No, it's a great idea. And we have a lot of fun. You know, it's like doing all these different ways to make money. It's more fun than having a job because the job you have to go back to the second day. That's exactly so right. Yeah. So I don't have to do anything again. Did you know going in that there were so many little apps and things that you could get discounts on and make credits and all that all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I think going in that was 
I thought that sh the show was going to be like more of like just weird apps. Like there's all sorts of apps. We, I was like, I thought there that was going to be like an episode a month was going to be about those things, but they're so stupid and they don't, they're, they're so useless. Like, mm. Uh, we ended up just throwing a bunch in one episode, but I, uh, I do know that our Shopkick app, the other Nick, he still uses it because he lives across the street from a CVS. And every time he goes into it, he gets like a hundred Shopkick points. And this is like a year and a half later. He just told me he's still using it and that he's, he made, I think a total of $125, hmm. uh, in a year and a half of walking in and out of CVS. <laughs> <laughs> that's a yeah that's it's it's a giant waste of time but but what an what an accomplishment what an achievement it is it's amazing we also get to uh hear about your lives even though you guys are very different you knew this already uh you, sure. you and you and other I'm big, he's small yeah he's small um <laughs> or, or or more normal sized anyway because <laughs> it reminds me of a story uh that, that you told on the podcast where you're out driving you wronged someone or they wronged you still unclear in my mind then the sure. guy started brandishing a gun and, oh but you yes. still feel felt as though that you were going to fight the bullets <laughs> <laughs> I, mean. I think I, I i lived in new york for 16 years yeah sure. uh, hence uh, it's definitely being a new york minded podcast but um i i don't shy away from confrontation and in new york there's no lack of confrontation and in 16 years in new york not letting people on the street talk to me that way. <laughs> uh, no one punched me. I always say that, like, if you really want to be in a fight, both two people have to want to fight. But it's so funny, like, people puff up their chest so much. It's such a giant part of the human existence. But the people who are actually going to do something about it are almost not, almost no one. So, yeah, we were, um, the story is I was with my friend, we were leaving a comedy show and a guy was just drifting into my lane, you know, and getting dangerously close to hitting my car. So I honked at him as you do. And then we both stopped at a red light together and he stared at me. So I did the only thing I could do was stare back, you know, and laugh at him. And then uh, we, we went forward when the light went green and then he turned. And then I saw out of my mirror that he was holding a gun out of his window, just showing it to me, just like, mm -hmm. Showing me the sides of the gun, <laughs> like I have a gun, and it's like, well, if you don't use it, it yeah, well, much. it was that was a waste. <laughs> he could have had a kill there. Yeah. Also, and, who's just uh, throwing a gun around in the middle of the street? Yes. Well, cops could have seen that. Well, the anyway. cops are American cops are legendary um, with their uh, lack of sense of humor about a wide range of things. But anyway, they're out, <laughs> they're out there doing their best. And another sort of string of episodes that made me concerned for you was the weight loss episodes, <laughs> yeah. you know, and I guess you get a lot of attention about those because you're a fuller figured man and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, <laughs> but uh, you really put yourself through the ringer there. Uh, yeah, I did some extreme weight loss uh, techniques. Uh, I fasted for like five days and I, yeah. I went and got a colonic um which didn't help at all and i was really disappointed uh and it took me a couple of tries but i i eventually i did it um but that app is nuts man the mm. um that's got that's got to be one of the most dangerous i mean i think it's certainly the most dangerous thing i've done on the show 
there's an app uh, called Healthy Wage, and you can bet on yourself to lose weight, which they make money when you don't lose weight. Uh, like you'll put up a certain amount of like a certain amount of money. Say I put up six hundred dollars that I would lose like thirty five pounds, uh, and then if I lost that weight, I think I won five hundred dollars. I'm not sure I ended up winning anything because I I had to do it again. But yeah, so they say in the app, you know, they're like, don't do anything extreme <laughs> like to lose weight. But you're like, no one's monitoring me. Uh, and it's, I got a lot of money on the line, but yeah, I don't know if I would recommend, I'd certainly recommend people, you know, signing up using our code, but not, Absolutely. <laughs> not with they, not I mean, sign up, use the code, but win fail doesn't, doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Uh, so, we, you know, we, while we've got you, we should talk about, um, starting out in, in comedy. Um, sure. a, a lot of American kids seem to move around a lot. Uh, I guess because there's a lot of places to move to in Australia, not so many places. <laughs> but, yeah, that um, makes sense. Uh, so you, uh, you you moved around a little bit and you landed in New York. Is that where you started comedy? Yeah. Um, I, I quit college. I, I grew up in Virginia and I, I quit college uh, when I was 20 and I moved to New York. Why'd you quit? Oh, I'm a, you know, certain people are built to be students hmm. and certain people are built to, for leisure. Okay. <laughs> and I would say I'm built for leisure. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I don't, you know, I had some good ADD, unmedicated, and I just never did homework. I never read anything. I was in college. I didn't do anything. And you, you don't, the grades are fine because, you know, it's just like test taking, like I'm good at test taking, I, I guess. I just don't like to do the work. Like on standardized tests, I, I do very well. Um, and that smoothed a lot of the bumpy parts of, uh, of high school or whatever. But, but I just, I couldn't have hated college more. I love the social aspect of college. Mm. Really had fun. Yeah. <laughs> but school sucks um, for me. And uh, I just wasn't getting anything out of it. I was like a theater major. I'm like, who gives a shit about my theater degree? I don't need it. It doesn't matter. And so I just went to do comedy. And I was in D.C. I moved to D.C. for a year um, in that 16 years or 17 years, I guess, that I was uh, mostly in New York. But um, I did comedy in D.C. for a year. And uh, and that was interesting coming from New York, where it was a much bigger scene, where everyone was trying a lot harder and there just wasn't as much going on. There is now. I mean, D.C. exploded. And there's like five comedy clubs in the same area. Um, and I don't know how they do it, but, uh, but really, you know, I mean, if you're going to do most things, it's just New York or LA, it, it, you know, I assume it's, it's not that much different from Australia, you know, or any country where it's just like, you break it down, you got to eventually end up somewhere where everyone yeah. else is. Yeah. There's a, I think there's a couple of big hubs in, um, in every country, although I don't know that much about Albania. <laughs> Maybe just from one. To probably just one <laughs> club but it does very well um so, so you know the move out to la what was that about um i guess it's just a natural evolution of a comedian in the united states hmm. you work out in new york and you do stand-up comedy for long enough that people see you and you get opportunities to do other things 
And then you move out to LA. But I stayed, I really didn't want to leave New York. I love New York. I, you know, I'm I'm a New Yorker. And then it just eventually everyone left. And everyone, all my friends and all my collaborators and all my peers were all in LA. I remember there was like six different times where the person that I hung out with the most, like uh, moved to, to LA. Mm. And just kept happening. Was like my best friend moves to LA, just over and over and over. And then I was just like, all my friends are in one neighborhood in LA, so I just better live there. So I moved out here like four years ago. Yeah, fantastic. And then I, I guess, love it. yeah, I guess the stand up slowed down in a way. Uh, just oh, from yeah. when I'm surmising from you know listening to a lot of podcasts and stuff, it's a very different scene, not a very good one. Good in the way of numbers of clubs and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. In New York, like, uh, they don't have anything else. So all they do is stand up. And that's really all that matters. You just do stand up all the time. Then LA, you know, it's very fractured. And it's harder to get up simply because all of the celebrities live in LA. And they're very easy to get on your shows. And you don't need... Uh, there's just not spaces for, you know people who aren't big draws like there is in New York where nobody's anybody. Um, it's just a pure, it's just more purely about stand up in New York. Um, and then uh, since pandemic, man, LA is not open yet. There's, um, there's like a handful of shows that started, but we're really not doing stand up over here. And it's, it's, it's kind of awful. Yeah, because be. now like pandemics really you know it's like started to recede yeah we're just very slow to get the shows back like the clubs just opened up but they're at 25 percent capacity and uh none of the smaller venues are up um so we're just kind of and then i'll see i'll look on twitter and then people in new york be like here's my 10 shows this week i'm like mm. that is crazy that is crazy i wish you'll get there you'll get there yeah. I've um so you're very keen to get back into it. I've heard of some um some older comics are like, I may never go back out on the road again. I guess you're hearing the same sort of thing that there's a there's a percentage that are uh, done with the um uh, you know with the big travel stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of turnover there, but uh if it's harder for you to travel than it used to be, just you know, I mean it's certainly I don't do as many headlining weekends as I used to. Um, and uh, just because, you know, that's the kind of the nature of the business. Um, but it's harder to go out. And it's, uh, we have, Nick and I are doing a, a date in Austin, in Texas, which is now like a new comedy hub here, but uh, in July. And so I'm mostly nervous about that, like getting paid to go do it again and people coming out to see me and me having not performed regularly in so long um i'm just like i have uh, you know and then i i don't know have some other obligations other dates and i'm just like i just i just don't want to be bad you won't be bad you're fantastic look even if you're just cruising on your personality alone you'll be, you'll be fantastic <laughs> <laughs> all right well i hope you're there yeah, sure. Um, so full disclosure, I should remind you or just let you know that I'm the guy on Twitter that proposed that Nick um, Vaderot do the aquarium fish at home to make money. Do you recall aquarium such a thing? fish? Do you recall such an interaction? I know you meet a lot of people. No, vaguely. 
So the idea is that you you you, you get a, a fish tank at home, and then you, you you know you breed guppies and cat little catfish and stuff like that, and then you you know you cash out forty dollars uh, a month if you're lucky, and then um, you never get well, that rich. That does sound like us. And then you yeah. never get rich. Sure, <laughs> I can imagine just the upkeep alone would would be more than forty dollars. Just the electricity. <laughs> You know, paying for the the aquarium. Well, I don't know nothing about what Nick V gets paid per hour, but I think it's a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. Yeah, yeah. HBO still has some money. Yeah. Um, that's Can we talk? About- no, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know what yeah. it, it, he's he's got so many different w- things going on in that apartment. Who knows. No, yeah, there the, could the, be an aquarium. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because um, I wanted to say he seems like a real shut-in. But that may not, you know, tell me what Nick's really like because we hear a little bit about your, a little bit about your private life and your lovely partner and uh, you travel a fair bit. You know, you, you, your career here, your Europe there. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, my, my brother lives in Korea and my parents, my parents love to travel. We had a Spain trip that we were going to take uh, right before pandemic or right after, you know, we went into quarantine last year, but yeah, I just, I'm kind of lucky that I can go on trips with my family and they don't cost as much, but, uh, but yeah, they, I don't know. My brother keeps moving around the world and my dad grew up like around the world and lived in a handful of different countries when he was growing up. And it just, uh, I think it's just kind of second nature. My mom's an immigrant from Jamaica. And uh, so, yeah, I guess it's just uh, kind of a, a worldly family. I'm the least worldly of us, but I, I, uh, I, love to, I love to travel. I'd love to see so many more things than I could ever afford or, you know, be able to do. Oh, I don't know. You'll get there. You're, you're going to be rich and Travel famous. Remember me? Oh, for sure. I'm not that much into it, but my wife has travelled a lot, and yeah, we're going up to North Queensland. We're going up to tropical Australia. We're down okay. in temperate Australia, and we're going to go up to tropical Australia <laughs> on uh, Monday and hang out there and go to the Great Barrier Reef and do all that sort of stuff. Uh, on Monday? Oh, that's fine. But uh, heading out of the country is not. Um, is not on at the moment. I was in Japan a couple of years ago, and it was amazing. Yeah, I'd love ha- to go. Have you haven't been? Oh no, no. If you like things being well run, you're going to love Japan. It yeah, is the, it's the best country in all of those respects. Okay. So, uh, but uh, amazing culture and all that sort of stuff. You know. So we know you're uh, wanting to travel, uh, a a big personality. But what about Nick V? What's he? Um, What's he really like? Give us dishes something. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, he's a shut-in only because uh, he lives alone. And yeah, good. I get that. Um, but he, uh, I don't know. I mean, he's the the funniest guy in the world and uh, also confounding in the way that he does most of the things in life. <laughs> I just, I don't, I don't know. It is so funny to have someone so... Runs so opposite of me, where I'm. I don't know. I never found. I've never considered myself uh, very traditional in the way that I live my life. But uh, then I just compare to Nick. Uh, it seems more <laughs> seems more traditional. Um, but I did an expose on him on our Patreon. I did a four part 
because Nick, yeah, you're right. Like I, I'm so much more forthcoming with my opinions or, or just like facts about my life, I guess. Um, and he isn't. So then I did a four part expose on our Patreon about who Nick Vaderot is um, and uh, discovered that uh, he was just kind of a hippie. He likes hippie music. You know, he had long hair until he lost his hair. Mm. And uh, he owned a VW uh, bus, like old, like 60s VW bus when he was in his 20s. And it was just like bonkers putting all these pieces together. Um, but he's, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. He's just, uh, he's different and uh, just just funnier than every other person. I don't know how to, how to describe it. Yeah. Other than that. He's great. He uh, he often uh, lets uh, everyone else talk for a little while and then comes with comes in with the joke. Bam, mm. bam. Yeah, do usually. You know, do you notice that? Is that annoying for you? <laughs> usually, if he hasn't talked in a while, it's because I've edited out some uh, tangent he went on and he didn't land. <laughs> right, we should let you go soon, but uh, just want to talk about cryptocurrency and day trading. Oh, yeah. Day trading sure, are sure. the two things that you guys uh, just seem totally obsessed with. Um, yeah. How's all that going? Well, eventually we realized uh, you can't get rich um, being a task rabbit. And so we had to try some more extreme measures. But we got into options trading recently. And the stock market's been doing pretty well just generally since we started this. And so... Uh, our picks keep hitting, and, um, and our guest uh, Dylan Shelton, who was teaching us how to how to options trade, and Nick, we all had money in uh, Salesforce, and it dipped. Uh, our my money had tripled, and then yesterday it dipped to to doubled um, right before earnings, and I didn't have the stones, and I pulled out, and Nick and Dylan stayed in, and then when earnings hit, it immediately jumped up like 20% and I I have been sick for two days <laughs> because of this. Like I'm, it's so funny to be mad that I only doubled my money. Yeah. Um, but, uh, oh, I would have, it would have been like eight times, but they, they really hit. And it's, it's just been really fun. I don't know. I mean, we, we have historically been doing, been busting our ass to do these episodes where we make nothing you know, $20 or even lose $50. And then to have an episode where Dylan gave us a tip and then we, we did it and we immediately made like a thousand dollars and to do nothing. And it's infuriating when you really learn how hard it is to make money working and how easy it is for people who have money to put in the stock market and to double it. And I just, uh, it's, uh, it's infuriating absolutely infuriating yeah well i've always heard that you know you just stick with this the stock market and you always win in the end there's no option of losing um but, <laughs> you know I've, I've never done it but and yeah. i've always believed it and i've, I've been good about just saying yeah. that to people without any evidence probably <laughs> probably pretty annoying well i guess what i have found is you know there are stock i mean if you put it in like uh you know the s p 500 and just put your money in there it Yes, it will always go up every single mm. year without fail. You were initially with Ewolf? Yes. So you kicked off with Ewolf 
And yes. then there was a change of policy, I presume. I mean, you don't have to slag anyone off. It's just interesting for people in, involved in podcasting. Yeah. Interesting. And then there was must have been some sort of change in policy, and then you guys went independent. Yeah, for sure. We uh, we now do everything on our own. It was, I don't know, It's um, Earwolf didn't really have, uh, the infrastructure for a podcast like ours, we they don't have they didn't have anything like that because you know a lot of companies are just chat shows, um, mm. and those are a lot easier to produce. But uh, you know we kind of had to do to make our own show there also, mm. uh, you know, because we just had to make the entire thing and then give it to them. But I don't know, man. Uh, podcasts uh, have changed. So much. I mean, you know, it's just a new new business, and uh, Lyra, uh, my wife, is is uh, like a big wig in podcasting, and uh, she's like privy to all these all this info that uh, most people don't have. Like one thing she said to me recently that I don't think anyone knows that people I talk to, everyone has, everyone I know has a podcast and nobody knew this, but they changed the way that they counted downloads mm. over the past year. I've heard of this. And, yeah. And so every show used to be, the da- uh, downloads used to be every time someone played an episode of your podcast, like every time they pressed play again, like if they like listened to it later in the car and then like came home, listened to it at the house, like all of those plays would be different downloads, but now they're not. And everyone kind of across the board lost half of their download numbers because of that. But no one ever talks about that. And then every time, you know, you like, you talk privately with someone, they're like, yeah, my numbers are down too. You're like, I wish that this information was more widely known and people wouldn't feel so bad about themselves because now that we have our own, uh, we're working with another uh, ad company uh, that handles our ad for us because Earwolf used to. And so I've noticed that our numbers have gone down, but our uh, ad revenue has gone up. Recently, they did it again where something else changed in the way they do the downloads. And they're just like always refining this number or algorithm or however they decide it. Hmm. Um, but it just no one knows because it's just secret information. Um, That's great. But, That's uh, what happened with that. You're with Eelf. Now you're not. Look, the podcast is Get Rich Nick. It's fantastic. There's so many journeys and adventures. It's really a, it's, it's, it's its own little world is Get Get Rich Nick. And, uh, oh, Airwolf got sold, by the way. That also happened. (laughs) Um, and you've got the special yelling out, which is very apt. Uh, oh, yeah. that it might be called yelling because you don't mind a good yell and uh, it's something to grab too. I haven't uh, I haven't seen that one yet, but I want to. Loads of clips on the internet. Uh, what else have you got going on that we can buy or purchase? Uh, well, you know, uh, one of our schemes that has turned into an actual business of mine is T-shirts. Oh, God, yes. And uh, we, we did an episode about T-shirts. We did a couple episodes about T-shirts uh, and uh, – Nick got so excited about t-shirts that he wanted to buy all of the equipment and start <laughs> making our t-shirts in his apartment. And it cost about a thousand dollars to get all the equipment and stuff. Um, and he did it. And I was like, the whole time I was like, this is a terrible idea. You, this is, you're never going to do this. We're not going to sell enough t-shirts for this to make sense. And so he's like, no, I'm doing it. And then he did it and he made t-shirts for a couple of days, made like two dozen shirts 
got paint on every single thing on his apartment, burned holes in all the shirts. Every shirt was wonky in a different way. He could not have been worse at it. And then he went out of town for a month and uh, he just brought all of the, we had like already started orders for t-shirts. So I was like, just give me the equipment. I'll learn how to do the t-shirts. So I've turned that into a t-shirt business now. And if you go to getrichnick.com slash store, you can see I'm uh, I'm making t-shirts for uh, friends podcasts as well. I did my first bulk order this week. I did uh, just did 150 shirts uh, for a friend who was going out on tour. And wow. uh, remarkably, yeah, that's <laughs> like something... It's like one of the few that I've actually kept doing. Um, and and now I earn like uh, a pretty good chunk of my money from t-shirts now. Yeah. When that one when that one came up, I was I was smiling wryly because um I'm I'm friends with comedian David Huntsberger, who you may, oh, may yeah, not of have heard of. And for uh, sure. <laughs> And he's uh, he's an on and off T-shirt guy, and he'd already regaled us with stories about how much drama he'd had. So I thought, oh my goodness, here oh, we go. Yeah. They, and then when Nick got all uh, Nick V got all excited, I was like, oh my goodness, it's going to be un- my nightmare. Yeah, it's insane how many things I had to learn yeah. making the T-shirts. It's so difficult. There's just a thousand steps. And um, it's, it's got easier and easier. But but the big takeaway from that is YouTube tutorials do oh, not yeah. believe that BS. Right? <laughs> they all say it's the easiest thing in the world. Uh, and there's not, I mean, I guess it's good to, to trick you into doing it. But man, I mean, I just had to do hundreds before I, you know, kind of figured out what I was doing. I ruined so many t-shirts. So, yeah. so I have just like a giant garbage bag just full of t-shirts I fucked up that right. I don't know what to do. I want to just like sell on the website as like a grab bag. Like tell me your size and I'll send you a fucked up version of one of my t-shirts. Yeah, I mean, or if you start a car detailing business or something like that, need, need <laughs> load of, loads of racks. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we'll say thanks very much, Nick Turner. Uh, you're a ledge oh, for coming on and chatting. It's been so much fun. And uh, we'll catch you another day when there's um, more things to chat about. I really appreciate you having me. It's been uh, it's been really nice, and enjoy your vacation. I will. How about those two guys? Pretty cool, fun chats, right? And all absolutely free. Just the same as the cool new music you can get for free listening to sliceradio.com.au and associated apps. I'd like to mention one of our great shows is Sounds Like Teen Spirit with DJ Charlie Fat. It's available as a podcast wherever you get podcasts or you can listen live on the station if you want to. It's chock full of indie alternative 90s hits and it's a really great time. That's about it from me. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time on The Dan Show on Slice Radio. And remember, stay safe.